Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Three, two, one. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. and gentlemen it is commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy yeah all right that's what i'm talking about it's big game wednesday so we gotta bring that bring that big game energy tonight we got two big guests ready to bring it tonight so we're excited to have big game wednesday giants versus packers and like i said last week or maybe on the previous show if you would have told me Geno Smith was the hot free agent um, pickup on your waiver wire and the Giants were going to be in a big game this early, I would have said you are crazy. But here we are. Believe it or not, let's get it started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Yeah, the Giants at three and one. You couldn't have caught me predicting that when I was not that crazy for sure. Um, yes, welcome in TSS Fantasy. It is the show of the people. That is right. Semtex Mex ninety three here. You just call me Justin. That's a really long, ridiculous name that I made. Um, but anyways, we're excited about this. It's Big Game Wednesday. Packers and Giants never usually has that big game feels to it. But, boys, it's in London. You get that early game with breakfast. It's it's kind of getting up there. It's kind of gaining on me here. I'm kind of getting the feels for this game. But when you're thinking about your rankings and when you're thinking about setting your lineups, always go to tssfantasy.com. We have our rankings up. We will have them up to date. At least I will have them up to date for week five. 
I know Commissioner Cooper is over there like, I I had them up to date yesterday. Oh, what, what are we doing here? But we will. I will have them up to date for week five. And while you're there, check out our merchandise. We got a cool little logo there. You know you want it on your hats. You know you want it on your shirts. Maybe grab a polo. Maybe we'll get some more stuff in for you if you need your winter gear as well. Guys, check us out, tssfancy.com. That's it for me. Now to Nick. The professor checking in, uh, the belly up professor, Kevin Wilson writes, Geno Smith made me crow and I'm a Seahawks fan. I feel you, man. I was, he's been lights out for sure. Welcome into the studio, Nick. You got Flander Macaronis. Hey, thank you. I will try and keep the, my intro short rather than a 17 minute intro from, from Justin. Uh, he said everything. So, uh, the only thing he didn't say was go to, YouTube, check us out on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. All right. Uh, I'm not as excited as the uh, these two gentlemen are about the Giants and the uh, Packers, and I'll tell you why later. Just stay tuned to find out. Well, I mean, the whole point, Nick, is that we're trying to pump up the audience for the show. So since we're featuring the, those, that's oh, why, that's why I can't I, wait for this. I cannot be here with your gloomy gust attitude on Big Game Wednesdays. This is going to be the greatest game in the history of greatest games. Thank you. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Thank you. Let's bring that Big Game energy tonight. (laughs) As they said, hit that subscribe button. We're giving away the CJ2K football. Easy enough for you to get it. All you got to do is hit subscribe. We are going to give away that very soon, actually. So make sure you get on that. Don't forget also... Go to Underdog Fantasy. Lots of fun daily contests. We got some great contests going on as well. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. I know that sounds crazy, but Justin, why do we do those crazy things? Because we do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. And we do it because we're the fantasy show of the people. Nobody else is doing it. Just us. That's it. The fantasy show. <laughs> a shout out to Fred on his cruise. All right. We got a we got a busy, like I said, we got a busy show tonight. Let's start out real quick before we bring our guest in with the news. All right. So we got to lead off right away with Jonathan Taylor is out for this Thursday, the Iron Man of foot the NFL as of late, not going to be playing in this ball game. So I guess the big question right off the jump is Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay. What say you, Justin? And would you play either one of these two? Uh, yeah, so I'll play Naheem Hines. I'm fine with that. I mean, he's never been a guy who's going to be a bruiser running back. His mo is catching passes. And without a solid running back in the backfield, uh, you can tell me all you want about the Philip Lindsay revenge game. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, I think that Matt Ryan is for sure going to feed his guy, Naheem Hines. I think he's going to have to. Quick passes are going to be Matt Ryan's best friend when he doesn't have a solid running back back there. And I'm actually happy Jonathan Taylor's out of this game because in the one league that I have him in, I am like, okay, don't get injured further. Rest up for 10 days. Be okay for every other game after that. I'll be fine. Um, But, yeah, if if there's anybody I'm getting in this one, it's Naheem Hines. 
ready to take the L this week just for some rest for Jonathan Taylor. Nick, what say you? Naheem Hines, is he a, worth a, a, a play for you this week? I mean, and I, I'll go back to Justin, too. What is, and if he is, is he flex? Is he RB2? Where do you see him this week? Oh, I'm okay. Because you said you were, you were going to go back to Justin. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Well, considering considering that he's an NFL running back, he's got 11 more rushing yards than I do right now. Uh, hey, uh, I think he's a low flex, and if you have better options, stay away from him. Uh, he might get you 10 points, and to me, that's not worth the gamble in a Thursday night game of a flex. There's much better flex options out there. Like, like Justin said, he's not really a running back. He's just a receiver out of, out of the backfield. He's had big games in the past, but those days are over. My friends, I'd stay away from Naheem Hines. He said those guys, I mean, he's going to be the starting running back, Nick. So he's going to see some good play. Um, you know, but again, it's against a very good Broncos defense, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but Justin, for you, is he a flex or RB two for you? Because you seem to like him. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll echo Nick. I mean, he's not somebody I'm putting in there as an RB two for sure. But if I have a flex spot that's open, I mean, listen, we talk PPR all the time on the show. If he gets ten passes, that's already ten points. You know, whatever else he gets on there is just extra at that point. If he gets sixty yards off of ten passes, sixteen points, I'll take that all day long in my flex. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not as down on him as Nick is, but um, I'm definitely not going to teeter with my RB2 position by putting him in there. Uh, indeed. All right, so Alvin Kamara is actually expected to be back this week. So that should be a pretty exciting matchup, to say the least, against the Seahawks. Um, uh, so, yeah, definitely watch out for Alvin Kamara this week. Daniel Jones was at practice, too. We're going to talk about the big game here in a minute, so. Daniel Danny Dimes is back at practice. Seems to be ready to rumble this week, so that'll be fun as well. Um, D, oh, TJ Hawkinson, that was the one. Um, actually, my wife came home today. She's like, hey, before you go on the show, make sure you know he's out. And I was like, oh, my God, he's out. She's like, oh, I got an alert on ESPN. And then we looked. He's like, he's questionable. He did not practice due to hip injury, so something to take note of. After a big week, um, you know, again, it's nice when your wife comes home and gives you the breaking news. Um, Hollywood Brown, he also did not practice uh, due to his foot, so something to look out for. And here's one I wanted to discuss real quick, though. Brian Robinson, he's set to return to practice this week. So I wanted to kick it around to you guys on the prospects of Brian Robinson. Would you, again, like, you know, talking about Naheem Hines, do you put him in that kind of category this week if he's on the field? Um, to Antonio Gibson, or where would you put him? Justin, we'll go with you. Um, no. I think that they'll at least take 14 days of the allotted 21 days they have to, like, bring him fully back into the pitcher. Um, you know, he might start practicing end of the week, but I'm not going to rush him back into my lineup. At this point, I want to see what he can do. You know, he still had, you know, getting shot. He still has to work his way back into – the conditioning that he might have fell out of with the four weeks being on, you know, the IR. So for me, I look at it like it's not really a huge Antonio Gibson week, but I think it'll be more of an Antonio Gibson usage week over Brian Robinson. Maybe Robinson, we see a little bit of a spark this week. I'd rather see him have a 
10 to 15 point game on my bench and be for sure for later rather than play him. And, you know, if he gets me five points, I'm just going to be kicking myself the entire time. The professor from belly up chiming in again. He said, nobody on Thursday night is a flex option. All right. Heard that Kev. I heard that. Um, And also Mike checking in. He won leg Greg. No, he made a great trade by the way. I guess that's something to do with Brian Robinson. All right, let's go on. Nick, what do you say? Is that somebody you um, are playing this week? Or what do you, how do you see Brian Robinson in this situation? No, I definitely would get him. I'd stash him. Like Justin said, they're going to wait the 14 days. So that means uh, that Antonio Gibson's got 28 days to uh, keep his job because uh, the only way that you're playing him is if he gets in the end zone. Otherwise, he's pretty much useless. The professor chiming in again. Appreciate you tonight, Mr. Mr. Kevin. He said, go get Robinson if he's on waivers, potential lead running back. Listen, if he's on waivers and your league, people are slipping for sure. Um, they're not yeah. watching TSS is what yeah, they're not apparently, doing. Apparently. I mean, can you, can't, can't you say I blame them? Um, all right. So we are going to. We are moving on now. We're, it's usually about the time, but I don't think Nikki is in just yet. So before we uh, bring in Nikki and um, Bruce, before we do that, we're going to do our big game. We'll talk about the Thursday night game uh, while we wait on Nikki to come in. So let's do our big game Thursday night breakdown. Breakdown! And the professor said also they're not watching TSS, nor are they reading his articles. So, <laughs> I like that, Kevin. I like that a lot. All right. Actually, Nikki looks like she's in, so I don't want to keep our guests waiting. So she just popped in. Let's get things started. We're going to bring in our guests tonight. It's cha- it's the a big game Wednesday. Champs are chump style. Let's bring in our guests. All right, it's champs, they're chumps, Packers, and Giants. I'm excited for this one. Welcome. Let's first welcome into the studio, Nikki. I mean, now, <clears throat> I wrote down all the all the places that you, it's the third and three. You got the New York Giants rush. Is there anything else that you're a part of that I'm missing? Welcome into the studio. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we got trenches, of course. And channel side bets on Sunday mornings at 1130 on YouTube. So daily fantasy and betting advice. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And me and Nikki are in a um, show called The Trenches where I learned that Nikki is very cutthroat. And I tell you right now, you don't want to mess with her, especially in fantasy. That's for sure. All right. Let's also welcome into the studio Bruce Edmonds um, in your podcast is Borders Packers. Sorry. So welcome into the studio, my friend. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I get it. 
I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Packers Without Borders. We talk half Packers, and then the other half of the show is just uh, dad life, dealing with three girls and, and real life stuff. So it's it's a nice platform to for me to vent. <laughs> well, listen, as a dad myself, I can understand uh, how, wanting to have a platform to vent. I feel you on that. All right, so before we get started, our boy Jordan wanted to chime in. He said, although he considers himself a disciple of Fantasy Jesus, he's with Nick 100% on Naeem Hines. All right, see? He's, he, he's waiting for the Fantasy Jesus to emerge. All right, it's Big Game Wednesday. Like I said, Nick, you weren't here. I gave a little shot to the Giants. I said, I, I if you would have told me the Giants were in a big game Right off the jump, I would have said you're crazy, but here we are against the Packers. You guys could go four and one with this big win this week in London. Let's go, champs or chumps time. Let's get it on. Let's get ready to rumble. Thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but and only because Caleb looked like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm gonna give this one to Mike. So Caleb, for just right now. Hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. Jason, that's hey. not how you treat guests, bro. Hey. <laughs> Champs or chumps time. Let's get it on for Big Game Wednesday. We're going to start out, Bruce. We're going to start out with the champ argument in round one. Bruce, we're going to go with you. I want to hear the champ argument first for Aaron Jones tomorrow night. Or, excuse me, Sunday morning. (laughs) Sunday morning, right. And just as a reminder, because I'm a commission elite, make sure and wake up early and put those players in there because I'm not going to fix that for you. Your problem. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to preface this with saying that the. Uh Oh, sounds like a good argument. (laughs) Did I just cut out? (laughs) Nikki, Nikki, you rendered him speechless. 
Wow. I keep cutting out here, but 35-plus touches from the running backs equals a win for the Packers. So they're going to try to really pound that ball. Obviously, Aaron Jones is a fantastic player. Um, and when you look at this year specifically, one of the things that this team is relying on, not only on the receiving end, but on the running back end, is yards after contact. And Aaron Jones is tops in the business with that right now. I mean, he's got 212 yards after contact. Um, he's averaging, you know, 4.42 yards after contact. And he's had 18 missed tackles already this season. The dude's elusive. The dude's explosive. They're just not giving him the ball enough. But I do anticipate that they're going to start doing this a little bit more. Now, that's on the running side. You know, he's 24th in attempts. Again, I expect that. I think, I think, there I am. I, I, here we are. Uh, 24th in attempts, uh, but he is seventh in yards. So I do anticipate that with seventh in yards, they're going to start feeding him a little bit more. You know, he's got 48 attempts, 6.8 yards per attempt. And that's just on the running side. Now, when you start looking at the actual receptions, he's been targeted 16 times, 12 catches, 81 yards. And the best part about this is he's run 83 snaps. Uh, where he's actually received some sort of route. So they're going to start using him a lot more in that capacity as well. Um, six breakaways of 10-plus yards that he's had this season already in four games. The dude's just explosive, and I'm expecting him to take the next step. Yeah, you know, listen, no doubt about it. Big playmaker in a big play offense. Love the argument. Talking about guys, somebody who can break away from tackles, let's talk to Nikki about Saquon Barkley. Give us the champ argument for big Saquon. Well, first of all, I was right and told you guys that Saquon was back. So if you listened to me and grabbed him in fantasy, good job. You should have been listening to me all summer. Um, but now that I've done your show, now I know you got to come with the hard stuff. got to come with the stats. So let me give you Saquon stats. Other than the fact it's just one stiff arm and he's taking it to the house. All right, so here we go. Giants are averaging 33.5 rush attempts per game, which is fourth in the league. Through four games, Saquon Barkley is averaging 5.5 yards per carry on 84 attempts. He ranks sixth in the league in average yards after contact at 4.07. He has 16 missed tackles. Oh, and he has 12 runs for 10-plus yards, which is the second most this season. So let's talk about the Packers' run defense. Not great. They are allowing five yards per rush as a team. So I think Saquon is the better running back. I think it's going to be a run-heavy game, and I think he's going to be a complete rock star, plus the fact we have no wide receivers or quarterbacks. That's very true. Big argument there from Nikki. So, so bad. Bruce is in a black screen at this point. Already, he's like admitting defeat, I guess. You know what it is, is you guys have her name under my picture and my name under her picture, so you guys are screwing with me. Oh, yeah, you do. Also, the little lightning bolts are, like, outlining my boobs, I see. So, yeah. What? Yeah, and they're, like, on my my side. I didn't think think that we were that kind of show, but okay. It was news to me. It looks on my screen down here. I'm like, what is this? Wow. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I, this is what happens when you invite me on. Don't, don't invite me. <laughs> no, that's cool. I just, I promise you, literally, I never noticed the lightning bolts at all. All right, Nick, what say you? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I just got distracted. So anyway, um, I, you know what? Uh, Nikki did bring the, the fact that all the Giants have is a running game and uh, they're going to need every bit of it. So I'm going to go with Nikki in round one. Nikki bringing the thunder and lightning in round one. <laughs> Let's go to round two. Uh, we got the chump argument now, and it's going to be a little bit easier on Nikki's side, although it's kind of hard to identify who's the number one in Green Bay. But let's just go to the guy he's been targeting a lot, Romeo Dobbs. Give me the chump argument for Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. So again, like I said, I think this is going to be a run heavy matchup and the Giants defense is legit. Told you guys they would be legit. I predicted them to finish in the top 10 so far, completely legit defense. So I think they're going to shut him down. Um, I know the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. But let's see. The Packers are dead last in goal-to-go situations. They scored one touchdown on three chances inside the 10. So they have some red zone issues. And against a Wink Martindale blitz-happy defense, I think they're definitely going to get to Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to rattle him and throw him off his game, which is going to throw everybody else off their game. Good old Wink Martindale. That just reminds me of the old game shows, quite honestly. Bruce, what say you now? You have a chump argument, but honestly, I had no idea who to tell you to argue uh, as far as Giants receiver. So just pick one, sir, and go ahead. <laughs> you made me do some homework. I was like, all Giants receivers? I was like, which one? Because Tim Galladay was supposed to be the one. In- oh, don't. I don't. He's going in on Kenny Galladay. I think every time this happens, we should go. I don't know what's going on here, but Kenny Galladay, you know, I think the biggest thing, and who do we anticipate to be the number one for this team at this point, right? You've got Richie James with 147 snaps, Sterling Shepard, 165, David Stills, 186, Kenny Galladay, 99. That guy is useless at this point. I think he checked out when he got his check. But one of the biggest issues, you know, uh, they have a total of 332 yards after catch. Um, and one of the issues with the with the Packers in the last two weeks was their tackling grades, right? They need to improve their tackling in order to do that. But when you have wide receivers that aren't getting any yards after the catch, it kind of makes it a moot point. Now, I don't know who their number one is, but I'm assuming, you know, Three, 332 yards after the catch, they're going to be spreading the ball around. But I don't anticipate that these wide receivers are going to get a lot of targets. Do, 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 do. Go, Pat, go. Okay, now, usually, usually when I do a contest uh, and you have winners and losers, the winner has to be present to win. But in this case, uh, due to the fact that the Giants don't have any receivers present, I have to go with Bruce on this one. Yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, I, that was a tough one to, to climb, a tough mountain to climb for sure. All right, Bruce, let's go to you while we have you on. Let's go with the champ argument for Aaron Rodgers. All right, so let's start off with his time to throw. He's averaged 2.59 seconds to release the ball this year. He's at 2.48. A lot of it has to do with the offensive line issues, but they are going to address that this week. Matt LaFleur mentioned that he's going to bring in Eldon Jenkins into that right guard position, bringing Josh Neidman into the right tackle. Do, 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 do. 
so frustrating. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on. And I'm on my no, I think the problem is Nikki because last time she was on the show, my internet kept going out. So every time <laughs> she comes on, someone's internet keeps going out over here. Well, Blame I'm on off of the internet, so I don't know what's going on. But he's had time to throw. He's bare, He's only, you know, even though he's 23.7% on dropbacks. And, Nikki, you mentioned the pressure that he's on. He's actually third best in terms of pressure that's being generated on him. And I do anticipate that this switch between Eldon Jenkins and bringing in Yash is going to help with that. 69% completion percentage. He's starting completions only behind Stafford and Tua with at least 100 attempts. Like there's a bunch of other people that have made attempts, but you're looking at Tua and Stafford really in terms of completion percentage, which is unique for him. Um, he's 10th in, tel- in TDs, obviously, Nikki. You mentioned our woe. I think I'm just going to keep talking as soon as I pop back in. Um, He's number one in big time throws with eight. So surprisingly, even with this hodgepodge of wide receivers that we have, he has done a really good job of these big time throws. They're third, you know, in terms of big time throws at 6.1%. They're number two in 20 plus pass plays as well. So even though you've got Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard and the likes, they're really pushing the ball down the field. Now his attempts are a little bit lower because he's dumping it off to wide res- or to the running backs a little bit more, but the dude's really figuring it out and figuring these guys out. We've got some real playmakers that, you know, they need, they need to come into their own here where they've got some young wide receivers, but he's got the weapons and he's starting to trust them. So, you know, 95.6 passer rating, which is uh, the third lowest in his career. Yep, I don't anticipate. I'm just going to continue talking like where I left off as soon as that happens, and I apologize to your to you all and the <laughs> listeners. But uh, you know, he's it's the third lowest in his career, but at the same time, we don't anticipate that from him. And it, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's doing what he can with this team, but 69% completion percent, number one in yards after the catch with 496 yards in the league. Big time throws. Aaron Rodgers is solid. I mean, it is Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, you really, Bruce, you ran into a big Aaron Rodgers fan with Nick, for sure. Nikki, what say you? Give me the argument for Danny Dimes for the champ. You did me dirty with this one. I, how can you? I mean, first of all, we don't even know if he's playing. It could be Jake Fromm. It could be Davis Webb. So let me try, okay? I I really can't argue against Aaron Rodgers, but I will argue one point. Daniel Jones is a dual threat. He does have wheels, okay? Aaron Rodgers does not, but that's, you know, the age difference. So if you want to talk about dual threat, yes, Daniel Jones can execute, can run. He can get those first downs. He got two touchdowns last week. And I do like the way that Brian Dable does his game plan. He gets some creative plays in there for Daniel Jones to execute, and he does do a good job of that. However, he is know Aaron Rodgers and I don't even know if he's going to play this week yeah indeed so once again yeah big time arguments Nick what say you for the winner (laughs) for this round The one thing I do got to say, Nikki, I do admire at least you step up to the plate and uh, you take your cuts. But um, unfortunately, you struck out on this one. So I'm going to go with Bruce. All right. So Bruce Bruce is is up. All over again. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's down two one. She doesn't like it. Wait, now she's gonna come firing back. It's chump argument time, and we got it. We got to hear the chump argument from you about Robert Tunyon. Let's hear the chump argument. Yeah, I don't have I don't have much because this is short and sweet and it tells you everything you need to know. So regarding the tight end position, the Giants are allowing an average of just 3.8 receptions and 33.5 yards per game to the tight end position. And they have yet to surrender a touchdown to the tight end position. Mm-hmm. That was some nasty fire right there. Bruce, what say you? Give me the chump argument for the Giants tight end position. I will also keep it short and sweet since I'm going to cut out in about 30 seconds anyway. But (laughs) the biggest thing that I'm seeing is his pass snaps versus run snaps in this offense right now. Obviously, they're going to make an attempt. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> we didn't even get 30 seconds. We got like No, he was like 12. <laughs> and I'm back. Um, and what you're seeing is a trend of him starting to run a lot more, um, pass blocking routes at this point. So 65% run block snaps is where, what he's going to be averaging. I anticipate the same. So I think it's just going to be a volume play where maybe both tight ends are going to be in that lower volume. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to rely on Tongan in the middle of the field. Um, with Christian Watson still kind of learning his way and Sammy Watkins out. So from a tight end standpoint, I think Tanyan, you saw him score last week. He started getting involved with that nice little 20-yard dime down the seam. I anticipate him coming in. I don't expect 14 touchdowns like he had a couple years ago and then he was injured, but he's a key to our 12 personnel and our pony packages. So he's going to be used heavily this year. Nick, what say you, my friend? Who's winning round four? Yeah, I'm going to go with Nikki on this one because the fact that uh, Tanya is just – he is too touchdown dependent for me. Like I said, one week he shows up with two touchdowns and then you don't, and then the next time you see him, he's on a milk carton. So uh, I'm going to go with Nikki on this one. <laughs> milk right. carton, he says. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're into round five, the final round. Bruce, we'll start with you, my friend. Give us the champ argument for the Packers to win on Sunday morning. Play calling, number one. I do anticipate that Matt LaFleur is going to get these wide receivers, uh, or I'm sorry, these running backs a lot more involved, hit that 35 touch mark and just ram it down the Giants' throats. I think loading the box and playing a little bit more man 25% of the time, when we do that, we have a tendency to win as well. With Saquon Barkley coming to town, I expect an eight-man box. 
Special teams has been decent. We just brought in a veteran linebacker. Kerr. <laughs> a linebacker Kerr. to shore Kerr. up that special teams. Um, and, you know, and Nikki, you mentioned this earlier, the goal to go. We've got to improve on those goal to go opportunities. We've only had three, but one touchdown and outside the 10, settling for five field goals in the first four weeks. We've got to fix that. But if we don't turn the ball over, and Aaron Rodgers has been uncharacteristically turning the ball over the last couple of weeks. I don't anticipate he's going to do that. And again, just tackling well, which is something we were doing really well, well the first three weeks that we got away from last week. That's it. Just tackle, no turnovers. Special teams just don't crap the bed. And our play calling, just give those touches to those running backs and we should walk away with the win. Okay, Nikki. I was a big argument, a big swing by Bruce. We got the big game Wednesday. Tell us, give us this argument how these this Giants team, the New York football Giants, are gonna be four and one by beating the Green Bay Packers in London. Well, this is tough because I don't think they will. Uh so <laughs> but let me try, right? And that's just because I don't know which wide receivers are available. I don't know what quarterback is available, but I will also go there with play calling. Brian Dable has obviously shown he's got balls. He said, I'm going to play for the win all the time. This defense will get to the quarterback. I'm predicting two sacks on Aaron Rodgers. This game's gonna come down to turnovers. The Giants are gonna pound rock with Saquon Barkley. The Packers do not have a great run defense. So it's coming down to turnovers. We're going to control the game, time of possession with the run game. If Daniel Jones can go, I do think his dual threat ability is going to help us. It's probably going to come down to like a field goal, I think. And it's probably, I think Daniel Jones will get us in range and Graham Gano will kick it for the win. Wow. I mean, that's a tough big art. Yes, Justin, what are you going to say, sir? I'm going to add to Nikki's argument. The Patriots didn't know what quarterback they were going to play. They didn't know what wide receivers were going to play for them, and they still took the Packers to the brink last week. So That's it can happen, Nikki. Very yes. true. Okay. Very. All right, Bruce, got, Bruce wants to chime in. Go ahead. Yeah, if you're going to chime in, then I'm going to chime <laughs> in a little bit more here too, pal. Come on. Now, now you're ganging up pal. on me. Pal. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I do believe that this is going to be a run-heavy game, but at the same time with the cornerbacks that we've got not being able to throw, we've controlled time of possession in every single game that we had, and we were still 3-1 and one, even though our deep rush defense is suspect because the back end is just so good. There's You're, you're going to be one-dimensional. All right, Nick, what say you? Are they going to be one-dimensional enough, or did Nicky come with the big swing tonight and pull off the upset? Uh, well, I do not think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, both teams only average 18 points a game. Uh, the Giants give up 17, but I do think I do think the Giants do have a better secondary and a better run defense than than Green Bay does. Uh, so it's going to be a rude awakening for uh, Mr. Rogers, and he's going to be looking for someone else to blame. So I'm going to go to Nikki for the win. Wow, Nikki gets oh, the it win. It better not be because I'm a girl, which is the what re- you did to me last re- night. <laughs> <laughs> nope. The revenge of last of last. I thought you lost last time, remember? I you did, but you were right. like, oh, you won because you're That's a girl. right. That's and correct. I said, no, and take it back. I don't I want right. to 
going and against you, the best. And you lost last time. I yes. remember hitting. I remember hitting the dummy war. This time yes. tonight, you earned it. That's not an easy argument to make. <laughs> the Giants against the Packers, especially them going four and one. So you are definitely you earned it tonight. You're tonight. <laughs> Bruce, you can't. Bruce, I will say, I will yeah. say this to counter about the better secondaries. Even with Jair Alexander, Douglas has allowed 11 catches for 74 yards, 18.5 yards per game. Mixon has allowed 11 for 101, 25 yards per game. Stokes has allowed nine for 118, 29 yards per game. And Ford, who just came in, has allowed zero catches for zero yards on the season, allowing 188 total yards passing. I don't think the Giants are better than the Packers on the back end. Bruce is that boxer that got knocked out, and he's still, still swinging. Trying. He's still punch still drunk. Trying. He's still swinging. But tonight, sir, you are the loser <laughs> on TSS Fantasy. Congrats. Dumbass. Thank So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Muchos congratulations, Nick, even though it says Bruce Edmonds, which means I win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had the marquee messed up. I didn't realize how you guys were going to come in on the camera. That's super funny. Um, Either way, Nikki, congrats on the win tonight. Let Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content. Yes, I feel good. Feels good to win. Um, you guys can follow me at Nikki Nick 9384. Of course, Tuesdays, uh, we are on the trenches. Um, I think it's live or might not be live some weeks, not quite sure. Uh, and then Tuesday nights at eight o'clock is New York Giants Rush. It is a giant centric podcast. Wednesdays at seven, third and three podcasts, and Sundays at 1130, channel five bets. Awesome. Yes, indeed. But Bruce, before you go, well, our friend Jordan uh, wanted to chime in. He said, your feed is like the Giants team as a whole. It's great to start, but then disappears when you need them. Can you? Really? Jordan, because they seem Jordan's to pull trying. Out Jordan's I trying mean... you, Nikki. I think he's just trying you. Bruce, let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content um, as well, my friend. So at Bruce Edmonds on Twitter, at Borders Packers on Twitter as well for our podcast, Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturday release times. Um, you can find us on the IG with Packers Without Borders, and you can go check out some merch that we've got on Packers Without Borders at myshopify.com or everywhere you can look for a podcast. But Mondays, Wednesdays, Saturdays, you guys can check us out. And again, Packers and Dad Talk, that's what we do. You don't like the Packers, just skip to the second half of the show and just listen to us be a bunch of idiots. All right. Listen, they can go to TSS and listen to a bunch of idiots. All right, Bruce. I mean, that's easy. All right. Listen, we appreciate you. Appreciate you guys being in um, tonight. Hopefully we'll have another big game for you both, and we'll bring you both back in later on the season. That was a lot of fun. We appreciate you. Have a good night, and we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the big Thursday night matchup. We'll be right back. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So, 
We at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. So you put them up, reach the skies and the stars up above, because it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. All right, so I said it before, we'll say it again, time for the Thursday night football game. Let's talk. The Colts and the Broncos. This series is tied, believe it or not, 14 to 14. The Colts won the last time in 2019, 15 to 13. Big fantasy bonanza in that one. Broncos right now, they're favored by three, and the over-under is 42 and a half. The Colts, defensively, they are 18th against fantasy QBs, 16th versus running backs, fifth versus receivers and 28th versus the tight end Broncos. They're six versus the quarterback 10th versus running back number one against fantasy receivers and 19th versus fantasy tight ends. Justin, give me some guys you like and don't like, and give me your overall prediction of said winner. So without a running game or at least a solid running game with the Colts, um, I'm looking towards the receivers in this game. Uh, don't ask me which Gigantor is going to get two touchdowns this week. I can't tell you whether it's going to be Mo Ali Cox or his twin Jelani Woods. Um, but I will tell you the twins that I am interested in, and that's Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. Um, I think both guys have some potential in this game to have big games. And uh, Matt Ryan – See, I'm, I'm teetering between whether I would want to start Matt Ryan at a QB1. I don't think I would because I think that that Denver Broncos defense is overall strong. But I do think he's going to be able to feed his receivers this week. So I'll say Matt Ryan's a super flex QB in uh, Pity City and Pierce. Pierce is at least worth a low-end flex, and Pity City is probably a wide receiver too this week. Uh, on the Denver side, uh, I do like – I mean, thing is, is, Russell Wilson got dinged up. So he's, I mean, he's, you're assuming he's going to go, but every time Russell Wilson gets dinged up, his performance gets dinged up too. So you're like, kind of like, oh, does this affect Cortland Sutton? Does this mean that Jerry Judy's going to be completely non existent this week? And then obviously, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Javante Williams is gone, but, you know, Melvin Gordon now has to deal with Latavius Murray and Mike Boone in that background. Our backfield, um, I think that Melvin Gordon's going to be a play this week. Probably a RB2 high-end flex play. And then um, Russell Wilson, I don't know. It's just something about him getting injured that always kind of soils his performance. I think I would sit him in a QB1 league, and that think, might be saying a lot. I think you're a Seahawks hater, number one. If you're going to sit here and say you're going to start Matt Ryan – um, who is I said this. Hey, hey, the context is key right there. And you're talking the about their receivers, Michael Pittman. Again, the Broncos are number one against fantasy receivers. It's not going to be a good day for Matt Ryan. That I can assure you. Nick, what say you guys you like and don't like in the matchup? And then give me your winner. 
Uh, I like the Broncos defense, and uh, I think I like the Broncos kicker. Uh, that's pretty much it because because this is going to be handoff city because it doesn't look like uh, Russell Wilson's going to be playing. So so then they're going to trot their 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 backup quarterback. He he's injured, so don't yeah, shake your head. He's because he's trending on playing. You're you're wrong well, about that. So. Well, that's all. He he won't play play very effective because he doesn't play very effective this season anyway. So uh, again, I would stay away from from everybody except the uh, Broncos defense and and their kicker. Uh, it's an over under of forty two. So uh, I'm gonna go. I am gonna go with the Colts on this one. I think they eke it out by one. Okay. Well, I like the Broncos. Like I mentioned earlier, when you're just looking at their defense. <laughs> They're much better equipped and been playing much better, in fact, on the offensive side. So I just like them to play better this week. I think Russell Wilson is a decent play. Um, you know, Melvin, I think you mentioned it too, Melvin Gordon. Um, I think he's a great play this week. Um, as far as, you know, again, talking about Matt Ryan, he has struggled. This offensive struggled. Now you don't have Jonathan Taylor. Now it does, it does make them change their offense a little bit. It's not like, hey, we're going to be able to line up and run do play action we're basically going to throw all day so naeem hines i think is a good play uh for a lot of dump offs out of the backfield but either way i'm gonna go broncos greg and fred all the way from the cruise ship he picked the broncos as well and greg also going with the broncos we let's ride for the broncos all right so now that we've done all that now i know justin and nick have not done their rankings but I'm still going to ask them the question, who would they rather this week? Okay, here's a shout out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I think we're done here. All righty, here we go. Who would you rather this week? All right, Justin, I'll start with you. Kyler Murray versus the Eagles or Tom Brady versus Atlanta? Uh, man. So, I mean, the obvious answer is Tom Brady because uh, Atlanta has just been pitiful on defense this year. Uh, he's also got all his weapons back. Mike Evans had a, a day last week. Godwin got 10 targets. Um I didn't see much of Julio, but, you know, all you really need is Godwin and Mike Evans to sweep up the Falcons this week. So I think it's going to be a much tougher challenge for Kyler Murray to beat the Eagles, and he's going to have to be on top of his game if he even wants to try and win that game. So I think fantasy-wise, you go with Tom Brady. I only compare these two this week only because I feel like Kyler Murray is going to have to keep throwing to keep up with the Eagles offense where you could see a game script where Brady's like, all right, I'm going to hand it off to Lanny Fournette because we got this one in the back. But, you know, when you always play that, it's always ends up biting the butt because it's always the guy that has the weaker matchup that plays better. All right, Nick, let's go to you. Derek Carr at Kansas City or Kirk Cousins versus Chicago. Hmm. Uh, I would probably, <laughs> uh, I'd probably go Derek Carr. Uh, he's just a more competent quarterback, uh, this season. Um, I mean, we, we have placed so much, so much praise on Kirk Cousins this season. Oh, he's going to do great. He's, he's going wonderful. Kevin O'Connell's offense. He's in high flight. They suck. Um, so 
I'm going to go with, with Derek Carr. Uh, he's also got, got a, a solid running game in, in Josh Jacobs. Um, surprise, surprise. They got Mac Hollins. He is, he's, he's the man there. Uh, so we might see an, an emergence of, uh, Devonte Adams. Uh, they Kansas City defense, uh, the, their, their secondary is uh, abysmal. I am going to go with Derek Carr. Okay. I like it. All right, Justin, how about this one? Jared Goff at New England or Geno Smith at New Orleans? Mm, that is a tough one. Because, I mean, honestly, in the QB1 league, you don't want to start either one of them. But if you had to, <laughs> you had to. Who you know, if you're you playing like Russell Wilson or something like that or Matt Ryan and you're like, yeah, they're probably garbage, right? Um, let's go with – I think I'd go with Geno Smith. Because when he's when you play in a hot hand, sometimes you just roll with it, man. And he's got back to back weeks, QB one performances. You know he's looking good. The connection with DK Metcalf looks like it's there. If he gets shut down by Marcus Lattimore, then you got still got Tyler Lockett, a very quality wide receiver one at times um, in the past on the other side. So I think that you roll with Geno Smith one more week. All right, Nick, let's go with this one. Ryan Tannehill at the Commanders or Teddy Bridgewater at the Jets? Hmm. I think I have to go with Teddy B on this one. I think uh, the Jets, you can score on the Jets. (laughs) No, I'm not. Uh, It's just we've seen Tannehill this this season. He hasn't produced. Uh, He hasn't gotten Robert Woods going. Uh, Derrick Henry, he's starting to come, come back a little bit, but but just not not enough. And I think think the Commanders they have a better defense than than what the Jets do. I mean, they've everyone every team has pretty much torched the Jets except for the uh, Steelers uh, last week. So I'm gonna go with uh, Teddy B. All right, Teddy B in the house. Justin, let's go to the running backs. Alvin Kamara versus Seattle or Josh Jacobs at KC. Oh, man. I think this is a Kamara week. I think Kamara gets right in this game. Jacobs Jacobs is a phenomenal player. I just don't see Josh McDaniels continually using him the way that they have been. It's just the proof has not been in the pudding. Like last week was an anomaly compared to the previous weeks. So, you know, considering you want Josh McDaniels to do right, I mean, that's – that's sometimes that's a hard thing to fucking want. And, you know, you get look at, you know, his track record of uh, playing actually like good ball and allowing his players to play. It's not been good. Um, so I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara this week. I think he gets back on the field. Jameis Winston gets back on the field too. And uh, if Andy Dalton starts, it's probably even better for Alvin Kamara. I'll go with the guy who's the multi-tool weapon in Alvin Kamara against the Seattle uh, defense. All right, good take there. All right, Nick, let's go to you in this next one. J.K. Dobbins versus the Bengals or Melvin Gordon versus the Colts? Well, considering that uh, Melvin Gordon has fumbled five times in his last 33 rushing attempts and uh, J.K. Dobbins sucks, um, you're not really giving me much much to go on here. Uh Touch hey, I'm I'm gonna give it to to Gordon because because at least he'll get in the end zone. Uh, he'll, he'll either get it receiving or or he'll get it rushing. Now he will give the team 
an opportunity to pick up the ball because he does put the ball on the ground, but he's going to have a better night than um, J.K. Dobbins will. All right. Interesting take there. Justin, let's move on to receivers. Chris Olave versus Seattle or Jalen Waddle at the Jets. All right, so this is the one where I'll mark out on Jalen Waddle. I'll I'll take Jalen Waddle all day on this one because that's a that's a wide receiver one. Um, I don't know why he's being compared to Chris Olave. Uh, Chris Olave, I don't think is on his level at this point. Um, yeah, Waddle is going to be if if Sauce Gardner and a safety take Tyreek Hill, Waddle's going to be there all day on the slot, and he's probably going to be the reason that the Miami Dolphins win this game. Um, he's being compared, so that way you would pick Waddle. That would that, that yeah. Was, that was, <laughs> I, I figured. I figured. He slanted it in his fa- favor. <laughs> Let's go to the next one, Nick uh, Christian Kirk versus the Texans, or Amari Cooper versus the Chadas. Mm. That's a wash. Um, probably go with Cooper. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Cooper on this this one. Uh, the Chargers secondary and their whole defense is is basically bang, banged up. Uh, of course, M- Mr. Bosa is hurt again. I think he's played uh, half the season his entire career. So so they're going so they're not gonna have much pressure on uh, Jacoby Brissett. And again, uh, I think they're building a connection between Brissett and um, Cooper. So I'm gonna go with Amari Cooper. All right. Can't believe we're, I keep talking about Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett. I can't believe all this crazy stuff. It must be bizarro world in fantasy land for sure. Let's go to the tight ends. Dal- Justin, to you, Dallas Goddard at Arizona or George Kittle at Carolina? <sighs> You're really just like punching me in the face right now. You, yeah, look at that. You're happy about it too, aren't you? You got me to admit a dolphin was good, and then you now you're gonna make me put my own boy down. Oh, uh, if you want fantasy points, you get to go with Dallas Goddard. Uh, George Kittle, unfortunately, he ran his lowest amount of routes last week, and that's saying something because he only ran 24 the previous week. Um, he's just he's a blocker right now, and Colton McKivitz went down in the last game, he'll be out for a couple months. That's just a bigger blow to that left tackle position. Trent Williams is not going to be out. He's going to be out for like three to four more weeks. They're going to need him to straight up be a blocker. And him and Juszczyk will be blockers out there. So at this point, George Kittle, that number one thing that I was talking about, yeah, it's pretty much washed away at this point. I'm going to take a big fat L for that one. But, you know, (laughs) what you going to do when you got the best blocker in the game? You use him. I can't hate that. Indeed. Got to use got to use the tools that you got. All right, Nick, let's go to the tight ends here. Tyler Conklin versus the Dolphins or Logan Thomas versus the Titans. Conklin or Thomas. Uh, I will go with Conklin at this point because he's getting more more targets, which, and he primarily gets his ta- targets from, from the 40 in on, on their side of the 50, which kind of translates to more opportunities for, for touchdowns. So I am going to go with Conklin. If you could stream either one of these guys this week, I would recommend it. The Dolphins are notoriously bad still against tight ends. 
I apologize. I don't have the what they are ranked right now, but I know it's pretty low. And I know also the Titans are either dead last or 31st against tight ends uh, as well. So if I could stream either one of these guys this week, I would definitely do so. Let's finish up with the, the defenses. Um, if we were talking about streaming something, how about would you stream the America's team, the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets, or would you stream the Rams versus the Cowboys? What do you say, Justin? Man. See, here's the, here's the thing. Cooper Rush has not thrown an interception. He has been playing absolutely perfect ball through this entire Cowboys stint. Now, that doesn't mean he's been good. That just means that he hasn't been flawed. Um, so I look at it and I go, you know, Zach Wilson is notorious for giving up the ball in some way, shape, or form. So when I weigh it out, I'm going, okay, this is a guy who hasn't thrown an interception, caused a fumble in four games, and there's a guy who does it maybe every two quarters. So I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins on this one. Um yeah, yeah, get that shit-eating grin off your face. <laughs> um, but the Rams also, I mean, they're a soft defense, man. I mean, if if anything was taught by that 49ers offense being able to whoop on the Rams like that, it was that the Rams defense is softer than we thought it was going to be. So, Nick, you brought up the Broncos D. You said you'd play them. So let me ask you, would you rather Broncos D versus the Colts or – how about the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Texans? Which would you rather? Jags. Um, I, I take yeah. the Jags all, all day on that one. Uh, they have a more f- formidable def- defense. They, they, they give up less points. And, uh, you know, even though the Texans are better, they are competitive. They're still the Texans. And uh, Davis Mills isn't living up to what everyone thought he was go- going to be. And then Brandon Cook's production is way off the mark this season. So I'll definitely go with go with the Jags. Jags bringing that fire this year for sure. So I like that play as well. Don't forget, guys, to check us out on Friday. It's our big focus Friday. We're going to get you guys focused for the weekend, talking about our um, guys that we like, guys that we don't like. We got all kind of fun stuff on Friday, so make sure you check that out. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, you could win the CJ2K football. We appreciate you guys, and we are out. If I can hit the button. We're on a mission. We're on a mission, 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 we're
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.